What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Daddy Fino Show. I am your host, Daddy Fino, and of course, I have my co-host here, Miss Sasha the Legit King. Sasha, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? <laughs> How you doing, Sasha? It, I, I feel like it's been a while since I talked to you. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm making it, just trying to make it by the grace of the man upstairs, trying to make it through, but it's fine. It feels like it has been a long time. It feels like WrestleMania was like months and months ago, but it's only been a few weeks. Yeah, I feel like Raw is, it, it's the Raw, every time I watch Raw, and I actually watched it, I don't know why, um, I feel like years go by watching it. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> so it just feels so long, so long ago. Um, but yeah, I, I just, it, usually we, we text throughout the week, try to get some stuff done, some, you know, some ideas run by, whatever. And I, I guess just with us being so busy lately, I know I've been busy, you know, um, just got that promotion I talked about, I told you about and stuff like hey. that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Also, I believe you got one too, right? Yes, sir, well, I did. Yeah, congrats to you on that. Uh, you know, we big ballers now. Uh, so with all that, you know, it just, it's been crazy. I've just been pulling so many hours at work trying to just catch up to everybody. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, but, you know, wrestling has still, wrestling has been a, a part of me that has got my mind off of work. It's been able to, you know, definitely with some great matchups, great things coming up. Obviously, we got some great things from AEW coming up this week. Um, this past SmackDown had a great SmackDown. That definitely helped get my mind off of things and keep me focused. So how about we just go ahead and jump into the quick shits? Because I know you want to talk about this. Uh, I, just, I just briefly mentioned it. This past Friday night, SmackDown, uh, what a great episode it was. I, I wasn't surprised at all because SmackDown has been honestly really great uh, over the... I, I want to say really great. I, I would say been really good over the last, what, two, three years? Maybe a little mm -hmm. bit longer. Um, but uh, we had a great universal title match. Uh, a, a person known as Roman Reigns had some new music some theme music so i do want to get your thoughts on that actually let's go ahead and start with that what do you think about roman reigns new theme song i have to get used to it i know everybody's thinking it's really really good i think i need to just like listen to it in isolation because i feel like it was a lot going on you know they have the, the python noise and the announcers talking so i don't think i really just got into it like i probably should have so i'm gonna have to make time to listen to it by itself but you know, I like how they chose to do it on SmackDown. I thought it would be like a pay-per-view or even WrestleMania because he had talked about getting new theme music, but it just even made the match even more important that like he's introducing this new theme. So I, I like the presentation of it. I was caught off by, I was caught off guard by it. I didn't know at first what the hell I was hearing. Um, and then I realized, <laughs> oh shit, he's got a new theme song. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty dope. And it, it sounded really good. I like that you could still hear like the shield stuff in it. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, kind of like a tribute to the to, to the group, you know. Um, the only thing I wish it had 
because I really love music with words, with lyrics and stuff like that. I wish it had some words in it. At least I don't remember words being part of it. Um, I don't know, it's just something in there. I wish they they can add. Maybe they'll do a remix later down the road. Um, but overall, though, I did like I did like it. So. Yeah, I miss Jim Johnson. Like the guy who did all the themes, like for Stone Cold, and everybody. Like I yeah. really wish, even uh, CFOs, they were doing all the NXT music. Yes, I just, I just wonder what a Jim Johnson could have done for this Roman Reigns because it's. I feel like it would have been amazing. I feel like that was like a huge mistake, even though I did like CFOs and how they did their music. But well, you know, I'm just curious. Or not, he was actually in the news. Um, earlier this week actually he was talking about how you know he he doesn't think he'll ever be in the hall of fame which uh, is ludicrous yeah and then he was shocked that AEW hadn't called him um and then i think he said something about um pretty much like he thought the music sucks today and so you know it is pretty generic i'm not gonna lie like they some of them have really good themes but it's even like the Keith Lee thing, I know that was a controversy. Yeah, they yeah. should have never changed it. His original was amazing. Yeah. But I get, you know, I get why, because that was a CFO thing. But I don't know. I feel like, um, uh, what's his name? You, you, uh, you remember the, the black dude they brought to NXT? He he raps. He actually, he did a remix oh, to Adam um, Cole. Yes, yes. Um, I forgot his name. Oh, Josiah. Uh, Josiah, yeah. Yes, yeah. he they does. Just get uh, him to do. Flow. Yes, yes, wrestling with flow. That's what it's called. They I love get those. him to do all the theme songs. I would be happy. Uh, he, he's, he's amazing. One, that would be that would be dope. Guys, but, if you don't know, Google um, Russell and Flow. Yes, he remixes all the. Check it out. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> I loved when uh, Triple H allowed him to do the Adam Cole thing at NXT yes. Takeover. Like that was so pretty dope. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Getting back to the match, though, to the actual topic of that, we have, it was Roman Reigns defending the Universal title against Daniel Bryan. Now, if Daniel Bryan loses the match, he is banned from SmackDown Live. I thought this match was amazing from the beginning all the way to the end. Uh, I love that it was a clean finish. Uh, Everything... Just everything about this match was was pretty pretty damn dope. Uh, it was one of the best TV matches I think I've ever seen, to be honest with you. I'm not saying it was the best, but it was one like it's one of the best ones that I've seen that I remember seeing. I should say because there's you know there's some good ones that I, I I'm pretty sure I have forgotten about. Uh, what what were your thoughts on that match? I wasn't surprised it was. They've always had good chemistry. I also wasn't surprised that Daniel Bryan lost. I think with all the interviews that he's done and all the stories that are coming about his contract coming out, it was very obvious that he was losing. But, you know, especially in these times where you kind of feel like you know what's going to happen, it's definitely about the journey of getting there. And I was very impressed by what I saw. And like I said, I'm not surprised. They have really great chemistry. And clearly defined roles. Roman was clearly the heel. Ryan is always going to be that underdog and even weaving Cesaro in there, which I'm still excited about. So I dug it. I really enjoyed it. Let me ask you this uh, because you did mention it. What do you think is next for Dane? Is he 
Is he done with Smack? I know he's banned from it, but you know you're never really gone. Um, or, you know, or is he going to Raw? Is he going to A? I mean, not AEW. Is he going to NXT? You know, are they going to just let him do what he wants and wrestle all around the world? Like, you know, what, what do you think is next for Daniel Bryan now that he is banned from SmackDown Live? I mean, it could go two ways. With WWE, I always learn to pay attention to the wording. And if you're saying that he's banned from SmackDown Live, I'm like, okay. So that means he might show up somewhere else. I do not want him on Raw. I don't want him anywhere near Raw. No. <laughs> no. I don't want him on Raw. I would personally mm-hmm. love if he went to NXT. And I feel like he'd have more fun, especially getting to, you know, work with younger talent. Uh-huh. But then, too, thinking about it, too, this is Daniel Bryan. And maybe that was his last match. Like Maybe he didn't want the whole big hoopla of, you know, videos and tributes and stuff. He just seems like a really low-key guy. So I could totally also see this being, like, his last, his last match. match. He just ducks out, and that's the guy, kind of guy he is. But if it comes down to wording, I don't want him on Raw. I know you made a noise. So I know you probably have thoughts on that, but... No, I, I made a noise because <laughs> the only reason I would want him on Raw is because I know he can make it better. Um, I have read um, that he has a really, he has a lot of input on SmackDown as far as the creative side. Um, essentially, you could say he's practically a part of the creative team of SmackDown. Um, I know for sure that he's behind the push of Cesaro. Um, he's behind. He was behind the push of Apollo and Big E, and all these guys. Uh, I don't know, you know, if he's just great at convincing whoever is in charge, whether that be Vince or whether that be Pritchard. Um, I'm not sure exactly that, you know, especially with all the changes that they've made recently that I'm sure we'll get to pretty soon. Um, but I think that if he was to go to Raw, he can. You know, bring that over to, you know, bring over that greatness from SmackDown and, you know, make Raw better. Um, I think that's something that Raw needs. They need to spice it up because obviously that show is, oh man. I think it would take more than Daniel Bryan to kind of fix Raw. And I think, just real quick, um, you ever notice how, remember when they did the first brand split and Raw was always kind of like the. The entertain the quote unquote sports entertainment show had always had the this over the top storylines and SmackDown was the wrestling show. Yeah, I feel I, like it's like that now, and I, it, I, yeah, I really do. It's you're always kind 100% of one hundred percent right about that. So I'm yeah. like, don't take him off of the wrestling show and put him on the quote unquote sports entertainment show. I think he's done. If he's not done, he's an NXT. But to me, Raw makes no sense for him. No, I, I mean, I get your point on that. Trust me, I, I get that. Um, I just, it, it's more of a, I just wish Raw can be like SmackDown. A, like a three-hour SmackDown would be amazing. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I Yeah, because it, it ends so fast. It just goes yeah, so it's, just, it's just the fact that they had, what, two 30-minute matches up there, I think? Because yeah. the first tag team match, I think, was like the sixth man with, with the, you know, uh, Bianca and Bailey. And Street Profits. I think that match mm-hmm. was like 30 minutes or so. So I don't know. But it, it was it was a good match. Um, overall though, we both like that that ending. We all, we both like the the match. Um 
and I was just really happy. I, I can't. I don't know what's next for Daniel Bryan, but I hope that it is going to be something that we'll all love. But let's get on to the next quick shit of the day. Uh, AEW. It's time to talk about AEW because AEW has a big show this Wednesday uh, for Dynamite. It is the Blood and Guts match, the match we did not get last year because of COVID. It got pushed back, delayed, and then postponed. And now we're getting it this year, but this time with different competitors. Um, We're going to have the Pinnacle, led by MJF. And then, oh, oh, wow, my mind just went blank. The Pinnacle, led by MJF. And then, of course, we're going to have the Inner Circle, led by Chris Jericho. What are your thoughts on the Blood and Guts match, which is like a War Games, uh, their version of War Games? (sighs) Man. I mean, I think it's obviously going to be bloody. I hope it is. I hope. I personally don't want to see anybody's blood and guts all over the place, but knowing AEW, you got to give them what you put in the name. I mean, I'm okay with it. I guess maybe I'm a little indifferent, especially with all the factions going on. It's just going to be a lot. Um, I don't know. I don't really have too many thoughts about this. It's a lot of people. It's going to be crazy. I think that... It's definitely going to be memorable, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I think NXT is going to have their war games at the end of the year. I don't know. It's just be a lot going on. It's going to be crazy. I'm pretty sure that's going to be definitely, um, definitely something we can count on. It being crazy. Let me ask you this: Are, Is it because you don't you don't really watch as much AEW that you're not as excited for it? It could be that too. And plus, I just, from the little bit that I've heard about all these factions, it's like, are they given enough time for us to care? Because it's like, wasn't MJF and Jericho, they had something, and then Jericho was secretly forming a faction underneath. The other way, okay, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a lot to keep up with, but maybe. I'll give you a little little brief history. so pretty much, um, you know, the inner circle is led by Chris Jericho, has Jake Hager, who is um, Jack, Swagger, Jack Swagger, you know, um, and you got uh, Guevara, Sammy Guevara, you got the tag team, um, uh, damn, what were they called in, in TNA, uh, but Santana, and I forgot the other guy's name, I'm sorry, um, uh, Santana Ortiz. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they were the inner circle. MJF wanted to be a part of the inner circle. Obviously, a lot of them didn't trust MJF because knowing MJF, he is a sly bastard. He's a not trustworthy person. Um, He basically earned his way into the... He earned his way into the inner circle. Chris Jericho allowed him to be a part of it. I think he had to beat Chris Jericho to get in there, and he did. Um... Anyway, basically, like you said, MJF was secretly um, creating his own team in the background, and they absolutely destroyed the inner circle. And it turned out that his team, his 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 new faction, which is obviously led by him, but it also features Warlow, Sean Spears, um, or I call him just Mister Ten, uh, 
because that's all I'm ever going to know him by. And then, of <laughs> course, um, the revival FTR, uh, Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood. Um, and they also have Tully Blanchard along with them. Um, this is the pinnacle I feel like was supposed to be like their four horsemen, but they didn't fully go with it, so they just called it the pinnacle. Um, that's just the way I see it. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I'm really excited for this match. I'm always excited for matches, even though I don't know, I may not follow it as much. Um, it's the same way with, you know, if if a AAA match, ha- or no, no, I'll just say like, you know, a New Japan match, you know, if, let's say it's, it's Okada versus, uh, uh, let's see, Okada versus Naito or something. Even if though I don't watch New Japan every, you know, every month when they have a show or anything like that. When it's a match that I know that these guys are going to kick ass and it's going to be a hell of a match, I get excited as if I knew the storyline. You know, um, this is a match that follows under that that category. This is going to be a hell of a match. It's going to be a bloody match. It's going to be just absolute chaos, but in a great way. Um, in fact, it has to be. But AEW, when it comes to at least... For the most part, their big matches, when they promote a big match, uh, it, it turns out to be a really great match. Um, I, I do give them that much credit for that. Um, it's it's going to be a hell of a fight, and I, I, I cannot wait for it. Um, the, the only bad part is I think I'm – I can't remember if I worked that night or not. So if I, <laughs> I hope I, I don't, and if I do, I'm going to get off early so I can watch this. Um, I'm going to try to watch this live because that's going to be a hell of a fucking match. Um, just, the, the only thing I wish that there was some, for me, I'm not a big fan of some of the competitors in it. Like, I don't like Mr. 10. Um, I like FTR. Um, I, don't I was like going to ask what they've done with Sean Spears. I really haven't heard too much this of is, him. Honestly, I, I feel like they just threw him in this this faction. Um, because he wasn't doing anything and I guess the way I feel about him is he left NXT I mean he left WWE to go to AEW to you know because he wasn't being used right he goes to AEW he had that one that one feud with Cody because he accidentally hit him with the wrong part of the chair and made him bleed and then after that one match that they had I think it was on a dynamite and not even on a a pay-per-view he didn't do anything since so to make up for all that i feel like they just threw him in in the pinnacle because he also was working with blancher i think blancher was his uh his uh what do you call it his manager right because of that i feel like just they just threw him in and now since tully is you know the the right the revivals manager it just kind of makes sense you know um I'm not a big fan of him. I'm not a big fan of Warlow. Um, I'm not really a big fan of Ortiz and Santana from the elite side. But you know what? <laughs> or Jack That's Hager. damn to everybody in the match. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big fan of, of, of like? people from the elite side. But you know what's crazy? I um, I think it was Hager that said it. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. It was actually Mr. Ten, Sean Spears, that said it. He did an interview with some some wrestling uh, media thing, and he actually said that there's people within the match like that they legitly don't like each other, 
Um, I don't know, real, you know, just some real life beef, I guess, with some some of the guys in between the groups. And I think that also can add to, you know, the whole aspect of this match. Because, I mean, this is the War Games. This is their version of War Games. And in War Games, you want total war. You want chaos. So I, I think this is, this is something to look forward to. I hope you watch this match. I really do. On my schedule. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying watch it live, but I, I definitely feel like you should watch this match. Okay, I will do that. For you. Watch <laughs> this match. All right. Like, when is your birthday? This will be my birthday present. Right, watch my birthday is August 23rd. So dang it, I can't really use that. It's too far. Nah, never yeah, mind. Too far. Out, too far. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let's go on to number. Three quick shit number three. Um, this was a big news from last week. Yes, it was last week when this officially happened. Um, so Mickey James, your girl Mickey James, um, she was obviously released from the WWE along with many others, um, including Samoa Joe and all these other guys. We actually talked about their releases on the last episode, um, but it turns out later in the week after we talked about it um she posted a picture on twitter uh, about receiving her belongings in a trash bag that was in a box with her name on it um, and she posted it on twitter and twitter went wow they went crazy they a lot of shit talking a lot of bad mouthing the wwe a lot of apologizing by the wwe from Stephanie, from Triple H, uh, from I think Laurenitis also uh, tweeted something an apology on you know on Twitter for that. Um, and Mickey James even received a call from Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself uh, regarding the situation. A lot of people were let go, including Mark Carano, who was uh, talent leader. I think he was talent relations. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Because I didn't text you about this. I was going to, but then like we both were just totally busy. Uh, so I never got your thoughts. So now the floor is yours. Um, yeah, when I, I saw this, I was like a, a trash bag, but I mean, geez. I, I think that while the trash bag itself definitely kind of stood out. It was like, that's very disrespectful. Like, you see all these accolades about Mickey James and all she's done, and she's just, you know, regulated to a, a trash bag. But I, I feel like the real story out of this was what she said on her show later on in the week. She has a podcast with SoCal Val and Victoria, and she was, you know, basically talking about, I guess, how her last run was very mishandled and how she was pitching things and she brought up not only sexism but ageism in WWE and um, I feel like I'm inclined to agree with her like I said the trash bag thing if we could put it out there like that's you don't want your stuff in a trash bag people I saw some people on social media kind of make the argument like you know, hey, what if we shift it to her in the trash bag? We don't want our stuff getting wet. And I'm like, well, you could have... There are other ways you could have done that. That probably wasn't the classiest way. 
to send her stuff. You know, that doesn't really speak highly of how you thought of her. I, I could see why people kind of lost their minds, but to me, what she said about how, um, you know, she was just pitching these things and she even pitched an all-female brand and she was told women's wrestling is not going to sell. And I'll be honest with you, um, I don't know if this will get me any, like, controversy, but whatever. I feel like some part of WWE has the right intentions about the women's evolution, revolution, whatever they're calling it, whatever week they want to call it, um, because they always change it up. Right. But to me, it still feels like a, hey, look at us, we're being progressive, because... I don't want to take away the things that the girls are getting to do. They're getting to main event. They're getting their own rumble, elimination chambers. They're getting all this stuff. But then I feel like if you really just kind of dig deeper, they're still not doing right by them in a way. Like they don't know how to treat the women. You know, they don't write for them very well. If you, for example, Nia Jackson, Alexa Bliss's feud they had a couple years ago at WrestleMania. You had Mickey James, Teehee, and next to Alexa Bliss talking about uh, Nia Jax's weight. And I'm just like, bitch, weren't they calling you Mickey James a couple years ago? Like, who wrote this? Like, I couldn't believe that. Like, I'm just like, dude, <laughs> what? Like, that's what she's a, oh, she's a mother. She's almost 40. And she's teeing with this girl about, girl about somebody else's weight. And I'm like, yo, are we past this? Like, she cut a real I, passionate ooh, promo yeah. about wrestling in front of her son and like why are we doing this and bailey was killing it last year and she got beat up by the bella twins it's like you guys i feel like they're still not doing right by the women there's been some changes i'm not going to take away from that but i feel like she's right there's still some sexism there's still ageism john cena the undertaker you know the wrestling in their 40s and 50s but you know shit once those girls hit those 30s and mid 30s Going up to the forties, you don't see them as much. Like it's there's always a hot new thing coming out, and I definitely okay, think that was the story. The this is the thing, though. All right, and I, I think that you, I agree with par- partially what you said. Um, I think that I do see what you're coming from, where you're talking about how sometimes it feels like the WWE just does it um, to just say that they did it. You know, so for example, you know. The, hell, the first the her, the first women's hell in a cell match like they just did it because hey that's going to give us press you know what i mean just having that the women do these these it, it feels forced in a way sometimes I, I i do agree with that um however i don't agree with the whole they don't know how to treat the women thing i think that I think it's some parts of WWE. So, for example, the main roster, the creative team of the main of the main roster, I think they do a very poor job. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's what I, I was referring to. They do a to. very not, not poor NXT job. or anything, right? Main roster. Yeah, she um, was on the main roster, so yeah. So they do a very poor job of, you know, giving multiple storylines to women. Um, they, yep. For some reason, they can do it with guys, even though the storylines are not always perfect with the guys are always good. The fact that they have multiple just speaks volumes to what you're saying. Um, 
it's very different on the NXT side. Um, even you know you can you can say it's very different than even in AEW. Even AEW has multiple storylines, you know, stuff like that. It, they're not big storylines or anything like that. Um, but there's something. There's something. Um, I, I think that that is true. Um, now, as far as the ageism thing, I'm not going to say I agree with it because the only reason why I'm saying that is because you look at there's not that many older women in the WWE. Oh, there is. Yeah. I, I, there at least. Is. Okay. Well, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. I just don't know their ages. But okay, I know Mickey James. Okay, that was one. Tamina, Tamina I, I guess Shayna Baszler is I think almost 40 okay but Shayna is also a champion so she's getting opportunities it may not be great opportunities like it's it's not like Shayna's like changing the the main roster you know what I mean but, but she's, she's certainly not she's being booked like she was she's not but she's on TV she's getting a lot of time so it's not like you can say that she's not just because the booking's bad or you know just creative for her is bad she's getting the time she's a champion she's been a champion for how long they've been champion for months now yeah you know okay, she's, so but besides and then tamina okay this and I, I i i don't i hate to keep bagging on tamina okay i'm not a fan of tamina i obviously i from the last episode last time we uh, talked about her we've gathered <laughs> Okay, she does nothing to me that is entertaining. I, I think she's a great coach. Mm-hmm. I think she's a great leader. I uh, That's something I would never take away from her. As so many people love her yeah. because she's such, she's like the mother of the, you know, of the, the women's locker room. I've always heard that and I respect her as, as hell for that. But to, let's be honest, she should not be on TV. Versus other women that should be. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I like to me. I, I get it. And it, it's totally okay that she's not your cup of tea. I get it. I think for a lot of us, it's just like, she's been there for a while. And it's just kind of cool to see her finally getting into something. She's definitely not the best that. worker. So right. I think that's a lot of what it is. Like, she's finally getting to do something. Because exactly. we've seen a lot of her. So it's like, let's let her do something. But to your point, it's like, let me ask you this. When is the only time you ever remember them mentioning a girl's age in WWE? I don't... I can't... Yeah, no, no. I can't say I I remember the last time they really mentioned it. Okay. But so, let me ask you this, though. Isn't it... And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just a woman's thing, but isn't it like rude to ask a woman's age? Isn't that like a thing? Even though it's not like a real thing, it's like a what's the word? It's like I mean, I personally don't care. No, I know age, you don't but... care, but you know how that was. That's <laughs> yeah, like a but thing. I, I get it. You yeah, know what I mean? Women are sensitive about their so ages. it's it's kind of like that. Like they don't bring up their ages. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's you know I think it's fucked up that they bring up like the weight and shit. I understand that. Like the whole Piggy James thing, the the whole thing about, you know, you brought up the the Nia Jax thing. I get that. That was yeah. Come on, they're not children. Like yeah, that's some children shit. Yeah, that's children shit. You know, but the I reason why, that. yeah, the reason why I asked you that is because if you think about it, like when you talk about the guys, oh, John Cena's he's forties and he's hitting his prime, and 
you know, you, you know how old AJ Styles is. When they get older, they're hitting their prime. The only time they ever mentioned a woman's age that I can clearly remember was when Kelly Kelly came in. And what did they say when Kelly Kelly came in? How she old was she? Youngest. She was like she the youngest, was, right? Yes, she was 19. So you talked about her age because she's young. She's this young, pretty, cute thing. But other than that, after that, you kind of phase it out. And then when these guys get older, it's like, they're getting better with time. You know, they have these 20, 30 year careers. Two of the greatest women champions of all time, Trish and Lita, their careers were literally just six years, just six. Right. Well, see, this and, is the thing. It's it's an unfair. It's kind of unfair to just say the WWE is ages ages or whatever the word is. Um, you know, because I don't think it's just them though. I think that's just how women in wrestling have been well, in no, entertainment. No, I was gonna say just. I mean, just think about LeBron James. What do they always talk about LeBron James? He's in year 18 and he's he's yeah. going to the MVP. Like he's 36 years old and he's doing exactly. Great. That's entertainment I mean, in general. I don't think it's just a it, WWE yeah. thing. I, I feel like it was it's not that it's not that what Mickey James went through was overblown. I'm not saying that. Parts of it, she had every right to feel that way. She is a future Hall of Famer. She is a legend in the wrestling business, not just the WWE. But I, I feel like some of it, some of it, like, okay, I, I get the bag thing. Like I said, I, I don't think the bag, obviously she shouldn't get her shit in a trash bag. I mean, yeah. like said, they, they could have done better. Mark Carano should have got fired or whoever was in charge, whether he was a scapegoat or not. Many people didn't even like the guy anyway. Um, so That's when they were trying to get rid of him. Yeah, so he had to go. Fine, I, I, I'm 110% down with that. Um, but at the, it's one thing that I did hear about that job. That's one job that you're you're not going to be liked by either side. Like you have to be like that that person that you're going to be hated, right? Because you're the you're the Grim Reaper. You get a call from Carano, yeah, you're probably done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. That's just. And I learned that from the divas. Um, from the Divas show, oh, uh, the Bellas, they always had that shit. But anyway, um, I, I don't know how to say it, but I don't want to say like Mickey James, like this was blown all out of proportion. Like it went levels that I think that it shouldn't have went. Like I don't think WWE sent her a bag and all this stuff. Because, yeah, I don't think it was like a big F you, like, here's your yeah, shit. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe that. that either. But I also think that at the same time, though, I think that Mickey was just upset with her her usage during yeah. her last run. And I feel like she used that whole picture thing to now not attack WWE because I'm pretty sure she has no beef with them. Like she said... I think she was talking about how that she it's not like she has any problems with with Vince or trips or, or staff or anything like that or the WWE in general. She's just upset with the way she was used. I get that. She should have been more as a, a person to put people over and stuff like that. Like it would have been pretty cool to see her versus Bianca and have her beat Bian have Bianca beat Mickey before she goes against Sasha for the title. Like that would have been we talked about how we wanted to see Bianca like kind of prove herself before we wish we'd have got that. You know, that would have been like a pretty cool thing. Um but unfortunately that's just you know the spotlight was given to 
the younger talent, the the new faces, I guess you could say, and the current faces of the of the women's division on the main roster. And of course, the the creative just sucks. They got to do better on that side. Yeah, I, I think I said I don't think the ageism is just a WWE thing. I think this entertainment, but I do think that this kind of gave her, like you said, an op- uh, an opportunity to kind of discuss some of those things. I mean, like I said, personally, as a woman, you kind of, you hit a certain age and it's kind of like, stuff ain't where it used to be. So it's just like, you got that young thing and the sexism. It's like, I guess in a way, if you really wanted to go back to that bag thing, I don't think they're sending Roman Reigns or shit in a bag if he gets fired all of a sudden. So well, that, that it's, is uh, yeah, is, so it's, yeah. It's, they're also never guess, going to release Roman Reigns. I don't see it either, but I'm just saying. But, you know, um, I'm just saying, like, hey, I just, I don't think. Yeah, right, no. shit in the bag, but. Well, I was um, saying this. I don't think Becky will ever get one. I don't think Sasha will get one. I dare sure don't think Charlotte will ever get one. <laughs> like, yeah, but, yeah, it, yeah, and I, I agree. And it's, again, it goes back to, it just feels like this is more of a, hey, pop culture is progressing let's show that we're progressive too look at charlotte charlotte was not in the title picture her character she's the queen she's great but that character is so one-dimensional that if she wasn't in the title picture she was not on the biggest show of the year right and to me that is a classic example of you're doing all these big big things but under the surface it's like what are you really doing you know, like you said, they could have used Mickey to help build Bianca. That would have given Mickey more screen time. That would have given Belair more credibility going into the match. It's like, but you got Bailey going in, you got Bailey coming out. And it's like, what do you have after Bailey? I hope you're thinking about that. Right. It's like with the guys, it's like, and it's not, it's not an excuse anymore that you don't have enough women. You have so many women, but you're not utilizing that except when it comes out to these big matches where you trot them out to say, look what we did. Right. That's my thing. And it's like for a woman to, I think she said that she pitched an all women's brand and they said, well, no women's wrestling doesn't sell. They said evolution was the lowest rated Rated, uh, uh, thing. And I'm just like, what? Like, I I loved it. I think Johnny, like our friend John rated it like, extremely high like one of the best pay-per-views of the they year when it one came of out. the best women's matches of all time yeah and Becky versus uh charlotte i'm my thing is like what you, what you doing are you in for women's wrestling or are you out you can't straddle the fence and that's what and they're doing i would say that and let me say something about that part about the whole all women's brand um mick foley is actually he tweeted to Vince, he even tagged Vince in it, talking about, yeah, we need to do this. That's something that you guys need to do. You need to he- get ahead of the game because if you don't do it, AEW will. And yeah. you don't want that to happen if you're WWE. Um, but just regarding that, that is something that I would love to see. Um, I The only thing is, before they can do it, I want they have to get better at the creative as far as yep. pushing their women because you can just have an all women's brand, but if you're using the creative that that use these same women on the Raw and the SmackDown, it's, it's not gonna work. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Um, and and do they like have Triple female H. writers? Do they have female writers there? I wonder. I don't know if they have. I, I think they do. 
Like, I, I, but I'm not sure. You know, I can't. Don't don't quote me on it. Um, but I think there might be one, maybe two. Or I know. I think Stephanie has some input. I think, or she used to. Uh, I don't know. If you want to count her? Uh, but even if they don't, um, then they need to get on top of that too. Yeah. Um, or at least let some of the women. You know, I think Mickey, for example, would have been great. Yep. You know, maybe she's good at that. You know, she offered it for a reason. I'm sure she had her ideas that she wanted to incorporate into it. You know, um, shoot, bring in Lita, bring in Trish. They had Lita do tough enough. I'm sure she knows how yeah. to to teach. You know, and stuff like that. They have who's um, I can't think of her name, but she's a I trainer. Think Liz. Uh, a, Sarah Del Rey. Yeah, Del Rey. Like, bring her in. You know, have her do that. Um, you know, just there's some there's ways they can go. They can have Sonya Deville as a GM. She's doing a great job right now. I miss Paige. She's a GM. She was great. Paige, even Paige. She was so good. I was so upset when they took her off. Like, there's just so many ways you can go. Like, you can even bring, yo, bring back Renee for the announce team. Like, like, yo, I'm I'm glad I didn't have myself a game excited. (laughs) Something that may never happen. Yeah, just do do better, guys. They they can do it. They can do it. But you know what? There is something that you said. And we're done with the quick shits for now. Uh, well, not we're, we're done with quick shits this episode. Yes. But there is something that you said um, that was actually quite funny um, because it kind of related to something that I wanted to talk about on the broader, for the kind of like a main topic of the show. Um, you you were talking about how you know they have a lot of women. There's too much talent, but they're not utilizing them and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Which I thought was quite interesting because. The world of wrestling seems to be changing right before our eyes. Um, not that I, this wasn't happening before, but because of AEW, um, and I'm gonna give them the credit too, um, because it's happening more now, and you know, in the states, um, they're they're cross branding, they're collabing with other companies, so that you know you can see different talents in different areas and different market so for example kenny omega is now he just defeated rich swan to become the impact champion um he's also the triple a champion and he's of course the AEW champion um, Jeez. <laughs> yes he is the the belt collector the title collector or whatever he calls himself now um which is pretty dope um in fact, another thing that, is, that happened at AAA, um, AAA just had an event, which is their version of the King of the Rain. They call it Rey de Reyes. Um, Deanna Peraza, the Impact Women's Champion, actually showed up on that show um, and challenged the Women's Champion of AAA um, for Triple Mania. Triple, yeah, Triple Mania, which is later this year. The date hasn't been released yet, but that's their Wrestlemania in the Mexico version of the Wrestlemania um, Andrade a challenge showed up at, at Ray the Reyes and challenged Omega uh, for the AAA title at Triple Mania um, so you're seeing a lot of collab you're seeing the good brothers on AEW obviously Kenny Omega on Impact next in two weeks you're going to see um, John Moxley defend the New Japan United States Championship 
on Dynamite versus Yuji, uh, uh, I forgot his last name, Yuji uh, something, I forgot his last name, but he's a legend in New Japan world wrestling, uh, pro wrestling. You're seeing other companies, you're seeing other wrestlers from other companies going to different places and basically working together. There's actually rumors that WWE is now trying to partner with MLW, Major League Wrestling, to do to basically do like a um, a talent transfer where talent that they're that are not being used in the WWE and more specifically NXT um, they would go to MLW and you know be used and get TV time, get extra training, get that different. Um, just get a different, uh, different side of things. You know, they, they'll be able to get television time. They'll be able to get more exposure and just build them up. Um, so it was really interesting that you said that WWE had so many, so much talent that they're not using because this is something that is happening everywhere. They're, you, you know, so many different companies are now collabing with each other to build each other up. So my question to you is Miss Sasha, the legit king. A, do you agree that this is a great idea for each company to start collabing with each other? Or should each, each company just learn how to figure it out and learn how to build their own people? Well, that's a good question. Um, oh man, it's hard because on one end you're looking at it is something fresh, and it is something like, oh, it's kind of cool to see these people show up on other shows. But to your point, a couple of weeks ago, I remember you were talking about how you were, uh, how you felt a certain way about. Um, them not utilizing their homegrown talent as well. I believe it was talking about the AEW women's division, how you had the weather believe the women's champion on the show, but then you didn't have like um, Britt Baker on the show. Britt and Baker, she's yes. clearly the strongest character on the show. So in a way I, I, I get it, especially like if you look at again WWE, because that's what I mostly watch you have you have nxt women's tag team champions you don't have that many women's tag teams on nxt so what you could do you could kind of help um let's say for instance maybe bring the white the riot squad over to nxt and have them you know with ember moon and shotzi blackheart those are the kind of situations where yeah absolutely i'm i'm totally cool with because there's just so much talent going around and for all the TV time that they have, there's just not enough time to put everybody on. So that's definitely a positive. I could say, okay, that's that's cool. I can see that happening. Um, on the other side, it's like, um, you know, they did that in the old territory days too. Like you'd, they'd be there for a while. They'd go to a new territory and kind of show up. Like it's like what's old is new again, I guess, because you haven't really seen those people in that that setting. So that's that's a positive. On the other hand, it's like with them coming over you have that detriment of the people that are there who are already not getting tv time having to deal with other people coming over and them getting further pushed back 
I'm used to, you know, growing up with old school WWE, even in the Attitude Era. Like, if you're on the show, they're focusing on you and not having too, too many like crossovers. I know they had like ECW come over for like a cup of coffee and do something with Lawler back in the 90s. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of two-sided. I'm kind of just torn between it. It's cool, but then it's like, you already have a lot going on. And even with Kenny Omega collecting all these belts, um, I guess are the other talents in the, the promotion that he's champion over, are they having feuds leading up to getting to Kenny Omega? Like, how are they, how are they so, handling that? This is my issue with the whole thing. Um, I do want to see collaborations. Like, I would love to see, for example, WWE go to, you know, send some talent to New Japan or something um, so they can learn that style. I think it would be like Cesaro, for example, if he, they sent him to New Japan, like, holy shit. You, you know what I mean? I feel like that would build him up even better and become greater stars. Um, you know, something like and New Japan, when they do the excursions, um, I, I believe it's what they call it. Um, like, for example, Okada, he was on his excursion, so he went to TNA. Um, and he was in TNA for a little bit. They didn't use him right or whatever. And I, that's how he got back to uh, New Japan. But he became the superstar because he learned his craft um, in other places. Naito, for example, was in um, Mexico. And he learned his craft there. And then he came back to New Japan. And now he's a superstar over there. Um, but, and that's the great part of it. The bad part of it is what you just asked me. Um, because you said, you know, what is TNA doing? Because now you have Kenny Omega as the champion. Kenny Omega is not a part of TNA. He is an AEW guy. Now mm-hmm. you haven't uh, you haven't really watched AEW, but there has been no mention of TNA on or Impact on a, on AEW. Like the that's, only person, that's crazy. the yeah. only person that's actually shown up from AEW, I mean from TNA on AEW, were the Good Brothers. And that's because they're with, you know, Kenny Omega. You know, it's not like, like you didn't see Rich Swan on on AEW at any point. Like it's it's so it's so one sided. Yeah. That, and I don't see me personally. I don't see where the benefit is, um, because let's be honest. The minute AEW was born, the first day they were born. They automatically became the number two popular or number two company in in America, in wrestling right. company in America. Um, TNA or I keep saying TNA. I'm sorry, it's Impact, but Impact. whatever. Impact was right now. Let's if we're being honest, they're what fourth, fifth, maybe. Like I, I don't even know if you, I guess they're third by default. But I mean, who cares at the same time? Like. I don't see the benefit how it's helping. And I, I think this is something Chris Jericho said too recently. He had a, I don't know if he said this on his podcast or he was doing an interview where he talked about it. Um, he was saying that like, there is really no benefit of, you know, why the, basically the question was like, why hasn't anyone from AEW shown up on impact? And it, yeah, what's the, what's the benefit of it? You know, he was saying, this is his words. Like, 
what's the benefit of us going there where the you know and it could have been well you know like a it could have been like a um, in character type thing or it could even but even if it was just like real life shit like a straight fact for them like how would it benefit like they're the better company they're the you know that's like wwe triple h for example you know or let's just say the rock in his heyday showing up at um at impact or tna you know just showing up just to do it like it wouldn't it doesn't benefit the rock at all like mm-hmm. it wouldn't benefit chris jericho showing up on impact like it, it just looks cool it, but then it, it's yeah. like if it gets to the uh, the nitty-gritty of it it's like yeah that didn't really do anything there's no point you know so I, I feel like if it benefits both sides then i would love collaborations but so far and like i said i could be maybe i just don't see the bigger picture um i just don't see how in any way shape or form this is helping impact because their ratings haven't gotten better even when kenny omega's there their their ratings are not going up they're yeah. not even being shown the only re- the only way they get on TNT is when Kenny Omega's walking around with the title but it's not like people are like oh what's the impact championship let me look this up oh okay it's impact just another, another belt wrestling company like it's just yeah. another belt like it's it's nothing so there's no benefit and then it's like why would they agree to do it if there's no be- I don't know that's very odd like I said it's it looks cool aesthetic wise, but then it's like eh, I don't really know. I don't. I don't think so. Because even like, Andrade is coming to mm-hmm. challenge Kenny Omega. Like that's cool, but it's like okay, if Andrade wins, is he going to stay in Triple Like is well, see, he going this to? Is, this is another thing too, because let's uh, let, put, let's put your your Tony Khan right now. Okay, okay. Kenny Omega is your champion. Do you honestly believe, and this, you're building him up where he is this, you know, he's obviously your number one guy. He's this unstoppable thing. He has the Young Bucks with him. He's got the Good Brothers with him. He has Don, Don Kylis with him. I'm sure, you know, he's going to have all these people. He's feuding with Moxley right now. He's feuding. Um, and then, of course, whoever, I guess, Rich Swan or whatever um, in, in Impact. And I guess you want to throw Andrade for AAA, whatever. Okay. You're, you're Tony Khan. He's your champion. Do you honestly believe that you're going to have your champion lose his very first match? Or yeah, the first match he loses is going to be on another company? No. So right now, what that tells me is right now, they have the Impact Championship hostage. Because you're not going to send your champion over to a to what slam? Let's just say I think Slam Anniversary is coming up for Impact. Do you honestly believe I'm going to send my champion to your show to lose? I'm 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 the champion. Like this, is, I'm the A show. Like I'm, you know, like you're beneath us. Why the hell would I send my guy over there to lose? If he's going to lose the title first, the first time he's going to lose is going to be AEW. It's going to be I the think- Moxley. Or it's going to be to one of my top guys. I'm not going to have him lose to Rich Swan. Rich Swan is not on Moxley's level. Like, you know what I mean? I do miss him in the 205 Live. That's another I, you story. You know what's crazy? Day. No, no, you I know what's crazy? That. When I was thinking about that earlier, 
I was thinking about this. I was like, you know what? I kind of do miss Chris Swan too. I love the whole character. I miss his did. dancing. His little <laughs> yeah. music. It was, I miss that. Okay. But anyway, I think that kind of, again, it just seems to harken back to the old territory days. But I think that worked in the territory days because you didn't have as much exposure. Like, okay, go to this territory with this person, build them up they lose but the other territories didn't really know like the fans there didn't really know what they were doing in that other place right and now everything it's like, was more even yeah it was more isolated you couldn't yes. if he went over to you know triple a wrestle there only the fans of triple a would know what he did so it's like okay he come in do all this it's not like that anymore you could see everything everybody has eyes on they could just pull up triple a they could pull up impact pull up aw it's just all over so i don't know if that necessarily works anymore and the fact that you're saying that he's showing up on aw with the impact title but you're not promoting impact it's like he's just there it's just it's it's just a belt it's some person probably thought he picked up the wrong belt or something they don't know what that is if they're a casual fan right so yeah that yeah I, i i don't think that's like I said, it's cool in theory, but just as a, a whole presentation, I don't know if it makes the most sense. That would be like Bill Goldberg showing up on Raw to face it. When he, you know, back on the day when he was on the streak in WCW, showing up on Raw to confront the the WWF champion that it'd be Stone Cold at the time. And you're really gonna send Goldberg <laughs> in the streak Confront Stone Cold. I don't care how cool it is. Someone has to lose. Right. Which cash cow was losing? That and doesn't if make you're any rivals, sense. you damn sure are not gonna have Goldberg over there and lose. But then yeah. if, you're the, if you're Vince, you're not gonna be like, well, shit. I'm trying to beat you. I'm not gonna let Goldberg beat Stone Cold. Like the yeah. fuck. <laughs> like. And if you're taking Kenny Omega, like you said, your biggest, your top guy, like you want. Okay, obviously, I think the old who gets some exposure on. The net he'll get some exposure on TNA, but like you said, it really didn't help anything. So right. no, I, I guess talking this out, besides the fact that it might look cool, I don't know. I don't. Think Let so. me ask you this then, because obviously there are ways. You know, it's like we we both agree that it has to benefit both sides, right? But yeah. how does it? How would you make it where it does benefit? Like, let's just say. You have your your Tony Khan again. Let's put the Tony Khan hat on you. You have Kenny Omega. You're you're having this working relationship now. You're gonna have you're obviously working with New Japan because they're letting you get Yuji and defending their title on your show. Um, you know you're working with Impact. You're working with AAA or NW. You're working with NWA or whatever. Um, how would you? book it i guess or how would you what what would you do to make it where it helps everybody i mean obviously you got to start with actually promoting what this is this belt if you want to so a lot of okay so a lot of aw fans they're hardcore wrestling fans okay but then you might have a smattering of casual fans if you're going to try to make this work on both sides you have to promote the importance and of the impact title 
So laugh if you want to, some people. Impact did some big shit back in the day. You had past champions like, you know, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Sting, Jeff Hardy. Like you have to educate your viewer or remind them of why this belt is so important and what this company stood for. Even though it's not technically the same company anymore, Mm -hmm. you still got to put some respect on that name for them to take it seriously otherwise it's, again it's just like yo dude picked up the wrong bag and now he has the other belt like, that's what it feels like and then you have to get that champion on your show there's no reason why rich swan shouldn't have been on aew you know obviously yeah you're gonna put kenny over there for impact because he is the bigger name but use because i think what um aw pulled in a million viewers right recently yeah last not well no two weeks ago two weeks ago the first night that nxt wasn't with them yeah so put some eye you have eyes on the product bring rich over you know sell 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 this match like you have to put some respect on the title belt remind them of the history bring that champion over there make it into something if you insist on doing that you got to give them exposure you have to train your audience tell them this is why this is important this is why this is happening maybe even have rich come in i don't know if you want to do an attack or maybe have him wrestle somebody with maybe not super top top guy value like almost there like mm-hmm. you're not going to put him in with moxie and have him beat moxie obviously but put him in there with somebody who has some credibility that can work and then kind of show him like okay wow this guy could go I need to watch him with Kenny because that'll be exciting. Like, you know, do it that without. I'm, I'm not a billionaire, but <laughs> I'm not a billionaire booker. But that would make you kind of be like, okay, hmm, what's going on over there? They got a wrestling right. event. This is Kenny's fighting. <laughs> this guy's pretty dope. Let me go see what's going on. That's what I would do. What do you think? So for me, you know what? And I, I'm gonna give Tony Khan a lot of credit. You know the world was the best one of the best ways to actually do it you could just look at the recent history of AEW what they've done with the women's division even though we don't always agree and we think that it should be much better and all that one of the people that they pushed wasn't even one of their stars it was Mm -hmm. an NWA star it was Thunder Rosa they used her and I think that they made her a bigger star than she was already. Not saying she wasn't big, but she became bigger after working in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, for example, myself, I really didn't know anything about Thunder Rosa. I know her now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely after that Britt Baker match. Um, that is one of the best ways to do it. Um, you have you let them borrow the, you let them borrow talent and you try I, I think it has to be a threat you have to have trust yeah. um, with them because you can't just be like hey alright I'm gonna let you borrow Cesaro Tony Khan but don't be having him lose every week you know what I mean like I, I need to trust that you know that you're gonna use him in a correct way that even if he does take the loss he's still gonna come out a bigger star yeah. And I think it's really complicated to do that. I, I personally, I wouldn't do it. 
I think it's just it's it's too many variables it's, going on. I I wouldn't do it. I, I don't mind it. I, I really don't mind it. I think you know Ring of Honor, for example, I think is a good example of it because they had that show. Um, I think they do that show the with New Japan every year, or they used to, um, mm-hmm. where you know they basically the talent will will face each other and stuff like that. Um, it'd be like dream matches here and there, whatever. Um, and I don't mind when it's stuff like that. If you do like a joint event and you'll have, you know, let's say John Cena versus Okada or something like that. Like at the end of the day, even if they lost, let's say John Cena loses or Okada loses, it's not going to hurt. Anymore. Like it's not going to, it's not going to be like, Oh, WWE is hurt by this because they John Cena lost to Okada. Like, no, it's not because first off, it doesn't matter who John Cena loses. John Cena can't get hurt at all. Like, his character's he's he's stuck for life. Like, he's good. You know, I, I think more people just want to see the match versus they don't really care about the winning and losing a part of it as long as the match is great and it lived up to the hype. You can still. It does like the outcome doesn't matter because both people be- can become stars based off how good the match is, or yeah. at least the storyline of the match, or you know leading up to it. Like right now, let's just say, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, oh, you know, let's just go back into the day when when DX invaded WCW, and they didn't. And let's just say WCW did not close that door, and they allowed it to happen. Like that right there, believe it or not, would have actually helped both companies because now they have no choice but to let's start some shit and let's actually, they might've, maybe they would never go work with each other or something, but they would have to come to some common ground where they'd be like, look, man, that was one of the biggest segments of all time. And it got, you know, with having, and it would have been one of the best segments on both brands. Imagine you're you're running live WCW Nitro and you got DX just interrupting your show midway. You're telling me all the eyes in the world are not tuning into your program immediately the minute they find out that's happening, especially if it happened now in the social media age. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Well, I just think, again, different time and you don't really have. Like I said, Rich Juan, Rich Juan's a great competitor and he's a great wrestler, but he didn't necessarily have the name value. And back then, you know, wrestling was so character driven. It's not as character driven these days. The only thing I could think of that would remotely resemble that is, who's your biggest fan? Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. That's something that would be like, oh shit. Okay. No, and I but, agree with that, but what if you had, let's just say, all right, let's bring Rich Swan back in. Let's say Rich Swan had been on AEW for a couple of times, maybe, Leading up to the match against Omega, he attacks Omega on on Dynamite, like in a surprise way. Sort of like right. when, um, sort of like when, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Hideo Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami. Um, yeah. But you know, I forgot his Kenta. Action. Kenta, like when Kenta attacked um, John Moxley. Like, Did anything ever come of that after? Well, they had their match, but other than oh. that, you know, they they eventually had their match on New Japan. Um, hmm. But you know that you know, let's say Rich Swan had been the one to do it. He attacks Moxley and he destroys Moxley or whatever. 
you know, I think that would have helped. That would have helped. Yeah. It wouldn't have made him a superstar or anything like that. But it would at least make him be like, okay, people be like, okay, you know what? He's kind of credible. He's kind of. I think they should. If you're going to do it, you have to make sure that this all comes down to we're blessed as wrestling fans with great matches. Yes, we are. That character development, though, those wins, those losses, I don't care what anybody says, they mean something. So until you have that shit together, I wouldn't be trading people out like that. I, I just personally wouldn't. It's just, I don't think it's strong enough to do that. Think about when, you know, superstars from the main, the quote unquote main roster go over to NXT. Whether you like the booking or not, a lot of them you've been riding with for a long time. So you know who they are, you know their journey. When they go over to NXT, it feels like, ooh, this is some big shit here. Like, this is, this is something. I don't think. AEW and Impact are quite there. You have a couple big names, but I, I, I still just think like stay in your lane right now. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do a lot of things all at once. Focus on one thing at a time. You know, if you want to do your your trade offs, just just wait a little bit. Just, just wait. I feel like Tony Khan's like a really you can tell he's a big fan. He's very right. he's very open minded. That's kind of interesting to watch because you know you always hear the stories about Vince and how WWE is very like much in control and he's very open-minded to doing a lot I think it's cool but at the same time it's like he's a little too open-minded you got a lot of stuff going on like you gotta focus on your own yeah but like you said even with the women's champion like Britt Baker should have been on that show she's the most developed character and there was no real buzz about I forget what the match was that they had. Was, Why didn't you have yeah. your your homegrown talent there? Why didn't you? They have had the Britt Japanese girl, the, the girl yeah. from Japan fight, um, Hikaru. Um, let me ask you one more thing. One one more thing, and we kind of you kind of already addressed it, but I think a good example because you mentioned main roster and going to NXT. Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor was obviously not being used correctly on the main roster. Okay. He went to NXT and he is back to being a superstar. If anything, you can argue he might be a bigger star now. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, he also helped make bigger stars too. Um, one could be Karen Cross, um, my guy, Kyle Riley, um, who, you know, got me a point anyway <sighs> moving on anyway kyle o'reilly hey he helped build star um you i would say roger strong but we haven't seen roger for a while um i'm curious what they're doing with that um but you can even say i'm cold he got a little bit bigger um just because of finn balor too um mm-hmm. what if something like that so what if like for example um, I'm trying to think of a name. Someone, uh, you know what, Mister Ten, Sean Spears. Let's just mm-hmm. say him. Let's say he goes to Impact for a little while. Okay, he goes there, and that's that's their way of. He's not being used well on AEW, so he goes there, and now he's starting to build himself back up again. Now he's the perfect ten. Now people actually care when. 
number 10 is in the Royal Rumble at the 10th spot. He's, he's, everyone's loving him again like they used to. Do you see that way as a better way to use this, this, this talent exchange, I guess? Or, yeah, I know you're not a fan of it, but is that, is, does that sound better? I mean, the Finn Balor way, I guess is the way I would call it. I mean, but technically, Finn was still under the WWE. I know it's still he WWE. Started, but it's but just. You look at Sean Spears, he goes to Impact and he develops this character. So when he goes back to AEW, are they going to reference what he did in Impact? Now, that's the thing. Let's say, if let's just say for the sake of the example, they do. Okay. How many of your fans care about what happens on Impact, though? What about the casual of you who doesn't? Like, I still think it's too much. I still think it's... Unless it's, like, a huge... Like, a dream match. Because it's, like, a really, really big dream match, which we don't really have that many anymore. Other than that, it's it's too much. I I don't think it really benefits. I understand. No, no, that was that was. I didn't think about that part when you when you asked about that. That I thought that was a great, that was a great response because I didn't even think about that. But that was actually a good one. Um, but uh, one more thing that I wanted to talk to you about because I think we mentioned this to a couple. I think maybe a couple episodes ago. Um, mm-hmm. There's some news that came out earlier this week. Um, well, first off, this past NXT episode, um, they did a vignette um, for a diamond. It was like a... Oh, the diamond mine? The, the diamond mine, yes. Um, now, a lot of people attribute that, you know, because the diamond... Um, uh, there's a certain women's wrestler that uses the diamond as part of her, her thing. Yes. Um, her name is Tessa Blanchard. Yep. Um, however, soon after TN, I mean, soon after NXT uh, did that, and after the episode went off, I would say maybe the next morning, or if not the next, sometime later in the day, news broke out that Tessa and her husband Daga are basically all but have signed a contract with AEW. Okay. Um, my question to you is where would you rather see her with the better matchups in NXT or would you rather see her building up the division in AEW? Uh, I mean, I'm only somewhat familiar with Tess Blanchard. Obviously, she's a big name because she was the Impact World Heavyweight Champion. Correct, wasn't she? Yes, she's the first okay. woman wrestler to mm-hmm. ever become the world, the, the world champion of a major right company. Yes, um, I I think she would be better suited in AEW. I think that you need just like the men's division, you need a big name, but at the same time, if you're gonna put that big name on there, are you are you, what are you doing for the women? that are already there like mm-hmm. is she gonna come in and blow through all the women until she gets to clearly Britt baker would be big time even though she's not the champion no that's, a, that's a dream match yeah yeah 
is she what are you gonna do until she gets to Britt Baker um and see that's why I asked that question and then if, NXT is if like you heard my got. yeah if you heard yeah. my the way I worded it the dream matchups or yeah building a division because NXT like I, I know you were about to get there but I'm gonna get there anyway because I'm a little getting excited just in case it does happen we got Eo Sarai I know Tessa Blanchard we have we have let's just I, I'm gonna skip a couple of years ahead fuck it oh lord <laughs> we got Sasha Banks Tessa Blanchard we got Charlotte Flair versus Tessa Blanchard we got Becky Lynch versus Tessa Blanchard we got Ronda freaking Rousey congratulations on being pregnant by the way Ronda yay <laughs> but we have Ronda Rousey versus Tessa Blanchard we, we have 60 Bailey, women on the Bianca Belair no, we got 60 women I, let's I know, put them right first that's why I said matchups because we got Everybody dream matchups we got, we got dream matchups that's all I was saying Asuka oh god oh god I just you know I'm just saying. Oh, jeez. But no, the answer, I, I, obviously, I would love to see her in NXT. In the yeah, NXT. I mean, if she, um, let her go to, go to AEW first. And I, get won't, that. I won't argue with the fact that, obviously, AEW needs her more. I'm not saying that. But if if it was me personally, if I was her her agent, I'd be like, look, yes, you can build this division and make it great. You're one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. People argue that you're the number one women's wrestler in the world. I get that. I respect that. I believe it's all true, right? But yo, we talking about WrestleMania? Charlotte Flair versus versus Tessa Blanchard WrestleMania? We're talking about you know it is it, we, we talking about the facing the legit boss, the best women's wrestler in the world. Again, aesthetically, I, I'm just saying. It's like the territory. It looks cool, but is that really what we need? Or it's not what AW, we need. It's not it's what, what we you need. want. I, I, it's I, just what I want. I, I, that's I why I word it that way. Because I, you know, obviously, I want AW. I've always said this, and I always have to preface my statement by saying I want AW to succeed. I think that Tessa Blanchard going to AEW definitely uplifts the women's division for sure. I also think that they're doing a great job with Tay Conti, who she had a nice little small run in NXT. I thought she should have been pushed a little bit more. I thought she had the nice look. She had obviously has the accent that, that people love. She's beautiful. She can wrestle. She just needed more of an opportunity to show it. She's getting right. on NXT. I mean, she's getting down to AEW. Um, they're doing a great job with her. Um, you know, uh, there was obviously they got Chris Statland, Statlander back. Um, she's a good wrestler too. I've seen a couple of her matches outside on the indie scene. Um, she's she can go. That's someone that they also want to push. Um, obviously, we got the Britt Bakers. Uh, this is we, but I think we've said enough about Britt Baker. How much we both love her. Um, you know, obviously you got Karashita. They have, they have the you know like the, the the small pieces, but they mm-hmm. just need that superstar to uplift it. Tessa could definitely be that person. Yep. Uh, she could definitely be that heel too. Um, that even though Britt Baker is also a heel, but you know it doesn't hurt to have two great heels. Think of Triple H and Kurt Angle or Triple H and right because like, in that 
you can build up a good solid baby face. Right. So you then... have different you have different matchups, you have different storylines going, which is something obviously the main roster of Raw and SmackDown. Well, Raw needs. Um, so I, I, I definitely understand that. But it, it's just hard to not want those dream matchups. It's not to say that it couldn't happen. Sasha the legit king versus Sasha the legit boss. Like, you know what I mean? Like that type of matchup. You know what I mean? You already got your training with Booker T. You know what I'm saying? We just got to get Booker T on the phone. Tell him, look, man, we got, you started training her. Let's build her up. WrestleMania WrestleMania 40. Let's get legit king versus legit boss. Let's do it. You know what I mean? That's bigger than Blanchard versus Flair. That's all I'm saying. Hey, if they make that happen, I take back my ages and they <laughs> like put me on, put me in, coach. <laughs> hey, well, look, I'll just say this: don't tell me that Trish Stratus wanted to come back and wrestle at WrestleMania. She ain't getting that top spot. Of course she is. She's Trish Stratus. But she, you know, she's she's old though, right? She's Trish Stratus. And that, that, that's another thing. I, I love Mickey James. She is a future Hall of Famer, but she ain't Trish Stratus. She ain't you know. Lita. I'm sorry. She ain't Charlotte Flair. She ain't Sasha Banks. She ain't Becky. And she ain't Rhonda. Oh, and Bailey too. Let me throw Bailey in there too. No disrespect to Bailey. You know what there I mean? You yeah, <laughs> yeah, just that, that's just, just that's the thing. Um but yeah. It is what it is. Um let me ask you this one more this one more thing before we get out of here. Uh, Sasha um, what is well, well how, how do I word this um, oh I know I was going to ask you I, I thought about it earlier um, do you have any any straight facts predictions that you want to throw out there hmm any straight facts prediction because uh, if I remember right I'm down six points right because I got one point I got one of my predictions wrong so I lost don't try to trap me I'm gonna keep it to myself I'm not going to make a prediction just to make one so you don't have any nothing no nothing I do people? not no okay, I boring. do not people you're boring okay but I'm winning so <laughs> you, you are winning you're, you Work are winning smarter, I just wanted to throw harder, it out there um, you didn't want to you know have a prediction for the blood and guts match no straight facts prediction nothing like that you know no, not I, predicting Kenny Omega you in WWE know. invading no. WWE and becoming no. the champion I'm straight like, I'm good he's the no. belt collector nothing okay no what but the belts that you don't see on the show no I'm good maybe I'm he straight. wants to become the intercontinental uh, 24-7 champion continental champion something I don't know. cut that out champion, <laughs> the, the up up down down champion he is a gamer Cut that out. Okay. All right. I'm just asking. I'm just saying. Do you? Do I have a prediction? No. Yeah. Oh. No, 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 no. But I will say this. Um, I am excited for New Japan and uh, AEW to be working together to absolutely, um, you know, they're actually working together. The fact that they're allowing them to defend their title on Dynamite, um, I, I like that. I'm, I'm happy for that. Um, I'm hoping you know that leads to more dream matches because obviously we want to see the world definitely wants to see another Okada Omega or you want to see an Osprey Omega or Osprey Moxley or something like that you know 
Um, and I hope, and what I'm hoping, and Daniel Bryan wants this to happen. Um, I think that this would, I think that he's the one that can help open that forbidden door for the WWE. Um, but I think that one day the WWE will open that door. Um, I don't know if it'll happen under Vince. I always thought it would happen under Triple H. Um, but I think the door creaked open a little bit. Um, and, it, you know, you could thank Tony Khan and AEW for that. I think that WWE is seeing what the exposure that it is causing, even though it's it's not a great exposure, like WWE is worried about it. But the fact that there is now rumors with them working or trying to work with MLW, I think the door is starting to creep open a little bit. And that's just better for the wrestling business. Well, I, I just, as long as they do it right and it makes sense, I'm okay with it. I, I, I just, I don't know. I just want to see. Honestly, you know what I'm really hoping for? And I'll, I'll end this for the, I'll end it for this. One of my dream matches I've ever, I want to see, even though the match has happened. I've always wanted to see it happen at WrestleMania. I want to see Osprey versus Ricochet at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, I oh Lord, um, ain't nobody th- gonna be on their feet. That whole thing—they're gonna just be up in the air. The whole I time. <laughs> I love every match they've ever had. Um, I've watched every single one at least five times. Um, Let's get Ricochet on TV more though. Let's yes, do that. Um, he's actually—you know what's crazy? Like his TikToks. Yo, they be funny as hell. Yeah, him and Reginald and some other guys. Yeah, yeah yo, like, and then he, he started to do some dancing ones with the with the divas. Oh shit, I said divas. I'm sorry with the the women. <laughs> no, we, god, we know what you mean. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. okay. It's okay. Um, I'm starting to be like, oh god, don't fire me, Vince. Uh, but no, uh, you know, he, he had some with um with uh, your girl Naomi and Lana. Like it was funny as hell. And yeah, they've been dancing with everybody on the ground. So. Yo, they they breaking down the forbidden door. Yo, let, let let Miro get on one of those. Oh shit. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh shit. Oh goodness. <laughs> but alright. Uh, go ahead and uh tell the people where they can uh they can follow us on social media and all that. As always, you can hit us up on our Instagram. As well as our Twitter, it's the Daddy Fino Show at the Daddy Fino Show. Um, we also have on there you get there in our bio the link to the uh, the show's link on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can email the show again on Twitter. We're at Daddy Fino Show. My Instagram is Sasha King Speak. Uh, Fino yours is Daddy Fino Yo with five O's. Five right? O's. Five O's. Five O's. Is that like a Booker T thing? Nah, nah. I gotta. I actually. It should be six O's because it represents my six title reigns as a former world champion, the TSBW. So it should be six. I just realized. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but it's all good though. Yes, you can follow me on that. Um, Also follow me on Twitter. Um, You know, that's where I gotta start tweeting more. I haven't tweeted in a little while, um, but uh, I gotta start tweeting more because I. I, I got some stuff to say, and I feel like Twitter might be the best place to put it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah, 
it's, it's gonna yeah, be fun. Man. We got a lot coming uh, for you guys. I know we've been a little quiet the last couple of weeks, um, but like I said, man, uh, just we had some stuff, some some big promotions in our lives uh, that's been taking some time from us. We're just learning to to balance everything out, but we're gonna have some stuff coming out for you guys. Extra content. Um, we got Sasha with her. With her show, her not show, but her yeah, not yeah. I just call it her little side show that she's doing for extra content for the show, uh, for the Daddy Fino show social media sites. Uh, that should be coming out pretty soon. Uh, we're definitely working on that. I'm gonna be having something uh, for myself, uh, kind of like a little side gig that I'm doing to help bring uh, exposure to the show. Um, and I'll introduce some more details into that probably on the next episode, uh, which you can, which is every other Sunday. Remember, we drop an episode every other Sunday. Um, so definitely tune in to that. We're on every uh, podcasting streaming uh, podcast streaming network show uh, episode thing you want to call it. Um, so definitely check us out on all of that. Uh, Sasha, you got anything you want to say before we head out? Shout out to the people who have been showing us love on social media and following us. We even got a couple non-wrestling fans that listening to the show. So that's pretty cool that they would kind of sit there and listen to us, even though they probably have no idea what's going on. But that's cool. Oh, that, um, I definitely yeah. appreciate that, too. Thank we you, did. people. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying the you know, just enjoying the show, the chemistry that me and Sasha have, you know, have displayed for your ears uh, has been freaking awesome. Uh, we gotten some good compliments and stuff like that. Um, it's only going to get better and better. Um, we're going to get, you know, the show's going to grow bigger and bigger. Um, we have a lot of plans and we can't wait to, you know, just show the world what we are made of, you know. Uh, maybe we'll even start doing our own little collabs and showing the WWE and AEW how it's done. You know what I mean? I just started uh, playing Dolph Ziggler's uh, <laughs> theme song in my head. I'm delusional, though. Maybe it's the therapy. But <laughs> hey, you know what? We got to be like Roman Reigns. We got to get some new theme music. Or actually, we need to get some theme music. Uh, that, we got to start. We got we to do something. Uh, I'm with it. <laughs> But, we gotta get big because WrestleMania is coming to Dallas next year, and I keep. Oh. So I told you the other day before we go, I had a dream the other night that I was watching Edge versus Mick Foley, and like I turned to my left, and Mick Foley was like sitting next to me, and he was talking to me about the match, and I'm just like, "Yo, really? Like this is awesome!" All right, like, so that, that, let's put it out on. there in the universe. Go ahead and make a make. Go ahead and make a straight facts prediction that oh, you're not taking my points on the this. show will be on the daddy Fido show by the end of the year you're not taking my points for this go no. ahead and, go ahead nope. and make it book it right now no 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 book it i mean let's put it out in the universe but don't take my points like no i'm not no 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 you gotta my put points. We, the only way these things come true, you gotta put a straight fact behind it. You know what I mean? I don't want to lose my yo, by the way yo shout out to my boy Jason straight facts Tatum who I Straight facts, Tatum from the Boston Celtics, dropping 60, coming back from 32 points. I know it's not wrestling related, but he is the guy that I named. I gave him the nickname Straight Facts because Straight Facts is better than the truth. Sorry, Paul Pierce. Um, but 
he was the one that I dedicated that name to. I gave him that nickname, and ever since I just, you know, I trademarked it. And he is unofficially, but officially sponsored by the Daddy Fino Show. So, uh, shout out to Jason Tatum. Yeah, I get our logo on his uniform. Yeah, I don't I'm, watch I, basketball, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to. Um, yo, I've been tagging him in with the name and everything. I tagged him on Instagram last year, and he didn't even like it. I was a little hurt. You know, but it's cool. That's my favorite basketball player. So, well, currently basketball. Anyway, I'm sure he'll get around to it. I'm yeah, sure yeah. Saying. Once I'm, you know, once I'm big time, I'll be in the courtside, and I'll, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. It's all good. But he better not use that name without my permission, though. No goodness. I want my <laughs> but anyway, guys, this was this is episode five. Yes, Four? five, right? Five. five. Um. So, episode five. We're we just it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we gonna head out of here. Uh, this is the Daddy Fina show. She's Sasha the legit. Fucked up. <laughs> She's Sasha the legit king. I'm your boy, Daddy Fino. We out of here. Peace. Adios.